Hi, I'm Stage and Stage's Lin-Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to The Hamilcast. Boots and cuts and boots and cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Hamilcast. I'm Jillian, and this is episode 210, which also happens to be part two of the first official double date recording of the Hamilcast. How fun is that? I was joined by Mike, Nick Walker, and Nick's lovely wife, Sarah Joyce. And if I do say so myself, it's quite the party. So if you didn't listen to part one last week, you should probably catch up by listening to episode 209. That's where Nick talked about his journey from playing multiple roles in Hamilton Broadway to Aaron Burr on tour. We learned more about his newest gig, which if you haven't heard is Ain't Too Proud on Broadway. Get your tickets now. You'll probably run into me there. I'm going to be there constantly. Um, what else? Oh, we talked about Nick's endless prank wars. We referenced the big recording we did with the Philip Company out in Vegas, uh, quoted The Wire. And Nick and Sarah provided some helpful tips from their marriage about how to handle the incredible incredible challenge of long-term distance. And speaking of Sarah, she's an artist, she's a renaissance woman, she's a foodie, she's awesome. You're going to learn a lot more about her in this episode. Okay, let's get to it because there is a lot going on in this ep. See you on the other side of the pod. Enjoy. Nick was saying via text that you are, you're going to go to grad school? Well, that would be nice. I'm yeah. a, I'm auditioning for grad school. Got it. Um, Great. So auditions start this weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm just in a place in my life where I really want to be a student again and just play in a safe space. Cool. And just hone more skills because I got out of I got out of acting school like ten years ago. Um, so yeah, really really excited and just looking forward to being a student again for a little while. What so are, we'll see. What are those auditions like for grad school? They're wild. You yeah. sh- you show up early in the morning. Uh, You get like a time assignment for when your appointment is, depending on what school it is, like each school kind of does it differently. You do your thing. If you're lucky enough to get called back, they just they slice and dice people like by the hour. Wow. So like like for NYU and stuff like that, it's just like you're there until like 11 p.m. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a very long, grueling process. But you meet some really, really awesome people. Um, you know, like you just start commiserating with all the people who are auditioning with you yeah. and you yeah. make friends in the trenches and it's, it's all, it's always a really like emotional, but super fun experience. Yeah. 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 If That's I, if, if I may gush, the thing that I the thing that I, I really do, I, I have to, Sarah's making a face right do now, it. but do no, it. I think the thing, the thing that I'm most proud of, you know, I think that, you know, like to know that you want to go back and like rehone your craft and like all that, like it's, it's auditioning for school is a lot like it's a lot to put yourself through Mm. and having been able to especially you know now being home having been able to watch you and watch how hard you've worked like it's very it's just very admirable oh my god thank you so much see see (laughs) i'm just i'm very proud of you that's all i'm trying to say thank you Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh thank you so much yes yes (laughs) i'm bad with emotion Mm. i'm not sure if you guys could tell (laughs) you guys are actually perfect for each other yeah yeah. This really works. Oh, no. It this really is, works. I just want my family back. <laughs> There's no time. There's no time. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, Nina. Where's boop, my... Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> my question, if I ever, you know, uh, if I ever got the chance to ask this man this, is how the hell did he maintain his voice 
doing that show. Oh my god! Because all he does is yell. All he does is yell. Really? At a, at a, uh, have you ever seen? You've never it's seen like this eight show? Eight seasons, no. twenty-four episodes a season. You're just watching it for the first time. Don't yes, I that. am. But like, it's <laughs> now that I've watched it, I'm like, I don't know how I missed this. Is it really an hour per? Like, it's a, it's a real actual hour of yeah. the, of his life they take commercial breaks so it's like each episode is properly like 45 but minutes. it's like it's really is real time it like is real, real time. time like before each commercial break it's just like you you see the actual yes. clock like I, you see what time it is i know that orange it's like, like a whole yeah. thing what yeah. how many seasons are there i i i don't know exactly i think it got to like at least nine or ten seasons maybe or eight or nine so seasons this, and a movie this man has had eight or nine of the worst days that right. i've ever seen <laughs> yeah in human existence sure. it just gets bad and he is under such pressure he's under so much pressure <laughs> but he's such a good me. man he's but such he'll, a good man he'll, he'll never let the integrity of the safety of america and sometimes you gotta be bend lost. the rules sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you bend, gotta the bend the rules because this is america he's gotta save it he's jack bauer <sighs> he's jack bauer trust him what is his job like what who, i don't even what know is what is his job <laughs> so season saves america oh Jillian. right i'm sorry God, so season obviously. season one he was the head of the counter-terrorist unit ctu ctu CTU. Yep. and then uh, a lot of things happen which and, i don't know about yet yes yeah, so like i can't we can't give spoilers sure, away. Sure, sure. Yeah. but he you know and you know you know that he, yes. this character is on every season of 20 for. Yes. he's he's he always comes back to, to 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 help or save the day somehow love it so he always consults on, on behalf of the counterterrorism unit Got it's it. intense it's an hour of intensity did you guys know that we talked so much about Kiefer sutherland and like were you and prepared for 24 this no during this episode because i'm here for it you're welcome we i always I knew go we would where, go where into it takes pop me. culture yeah whatever we're watching <laughs> I always go where, yeah, we're here for where the would, conversation i think jillian should take two claritin and we should invite ourselves over to meet ferris Great. and watch Yes. The Wire. I, yes. The Wire season one is really something it's to really behold. Great. I would love yeah, that. I've, I yeah, that. Yeah. I so Sarah, it. tell us when you're ready emotionally and mentally. Yeah, when, I, when I'm ready Truly. and like, you know, I've meditated and I can yeah. watch The Wire. <laughs> I mean it sincerely. It's it's heavy. It's a, it's a commitment. Yes, it's yeah. a it is. It yeah. really is. I hear you. It's yeah. worth it. It's what worth the, every what second. What were the, uh, the, the Patreon questions? I'm so... In, I'm you so in, you want to get into them now? Let's do it. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I have to ask you first. It's a whole thing because Lynn recorded like a little bit. I'm going to get refills also. Yeah. I can do that while we talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, ready? Okay. Hey, Nick and Sarah, are you guys ready to take some questions from the Patreon peeps? Yes. <laughs> yes. Patreon peeps, wonder powers, activate. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> if I were Shockwave, this would be much more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Patreon peeps. Alexander. You know, I was actually gonna I was gonna do this now because there are so many questions for you guys and I didn't want to steal them all because I we have a lot of the same questions. Yeah, yeah. Um so Lynn, not Mamal Miranda, yep. uh, is asking where was the best pizza on the tour and where is the best pizza in Boston? And Nick, you are forever my Aaron Burser. Thanks Aww. for sticking with the tour for so long. Blessed to see you. Count them six times. That's very sweet. Best pizza on the tour. Ooh, I'm going to make so many people mad. Uh-oh. But I... Do you see this gigantic book that we have? Oh, no, yeah. it's probably covered all our shit. That pizza book? Yep. I it has. Pizza book. It has great... We have to, like, see 
go to the book and see if what you're going to say is in there. So I can't, you know, Donald Weber said something that I think is great. He said, you know, people should stop talking about their best. People should stop to start talking about their favorites. Mm, yeah, right? because, totally. Because, you know, all you can say is your personal opinion. My favorite of Boston is not the favorite of everybody. I drag Sarah there every time we go back home okay. to Boston. Pino's Pizza in Cleveland Circle is to me my favorite. I mean, that's the best Boston pizza. It, other people think it's trash. Okay. Uh, or, or just not, you know, not good at all. I think what's, it is. What's so different about Pinot's than like the, the one that everyone Pino's loves? Pinot's is like, like to me, it's like Ninja Turtles pizza. Oh, it's great. Like, nice it's and like, cheesy. What, it's nice and cheesy and gooey and it's like what you imagine them eating and it has not changed since I was going there as a 12 year old. Okay. Right. So it's like, it's home pizza. That's, yep. that's why it's amazing. Yep. Best pizza on the road. I don't know. The first place my mind goes to is the pie pizzeria in salt lake city they had a good deep dish but i will also stretch that and say you know what no okay i know exactly what it is uh sorry uh cleveland cleveland had some good pizza because me and jp me and jay i forget the name but we me and jp drove out to some good pizza places while we were in cleveland mike's getting the book i love it we gotta see we did this with abby too oh my god because she couldn't think of the name of her favorite pizza joint so we looked it up in the book please do you so you do you guys go to twitter a lot for the best for the yeah the, the recommendations? I, I every city i would tweet and i would say hey and joseph still does this so please help him out if you're listening yeah. and, you, and you're in a city that we haven't got or the tour hasn't got to yet joseph will always tweet and be like hey like he just did it for nashville nashville where am i eating mm-hmm. and i would do the same i would i would like usually tag like the city of or whatever and just be like yo pizza what's my deal mm-hmm. oh my god um tulsa 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 tulsa, tulsa. they had some amazing pizza and um omaha 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 yo look straight salt lake up. city and tulsa and omaha i have to say i'm sure everyone there is lovely it's they're i'm sure they're yeah great cities i am not i would would not guess those for best for favorite pizza Can I tell you something about omaha specifically i sent sarah pictures of this omaha downtown omaha looks like the meatpacking district really it is gorgeous it is it's like old brick, like old factory. And they have, they had a freaking, so we had just come from, we had gone to vacation in Nice and it, we had found this, like, I forget, I have to look up the name of that place that we love the, the uh, Bistro de Antoine, Bistro de Antoine. And it's like this beautiful, like outdoor, like wine bistro. And there was a place in Omaha that looked exactly like that bistro and had a cheese spread comparable to this <laughs> with great wine it was the best food in nice we it had so good and so like good. and that was in omaha yeah i was like come on come through omaha yeah. and they also had great pizza and i know that because i ordered this pizza and i was trying to host a tarantino night that nobody showed up to so i just had a big box of pizza uh and uh and and some whiskey by myself what were you gonna watch uh it was gonna be kill bill that night Nobody See? showed up. No, because there was there was granted there was like another party that was happening, and I was like, cool, we'll go to my back. But uh, and, and that's not true. Our uh, my phys- uh, the uh, Sarah Scoben, who's our physical therapist, and Sam Merrick, who's our drummer, and Anna, who's our stage manager, did show up. Cool. We ate some pizza. So, what was the name of the Boston place again? Pinos. I'm so excited for you to find this. Boston. I see Copa. Galleria Umberto. Guys, I don't think any of Nick's recommendations are going to oh be in God. a book of pizza, unfortunately. <laughs> it has to be. There's Pico or Picho. Mm-mm. Regina Pizzeria. Re- I know Regina. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Pino's didn't make the book. Centarpios. Huh, That's, well, then that book needs to be updated. revised. You got to write an angry letter. Pino's has been there for years. It's right next to Eagle's Deli. It's like, 
it's it's not gourmet pizza. It's trash. It's absolute <laughs> trash. It's garbage pizza. I love pizza. the description of it's of, trash. Uh, a lot of people hate it. Ninja Turtles pizza. It. I love that. Yeah, but that's 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 my pizza. Have place. you been to Scientology Pizza since you've been back? No, I thought they closed. I when I found that they were still open, I was like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. For you guys, if, you, if you're just joining us, Scientology Pizza is the the place across the street from Hamilton, next to the the church the Scientology. Scientology yes. which is it's not actual Scientology pizza. It's no, just very. It, that's what that's what it's really known good. as. Yeah, I have not been there yet, but I will be going there because again, I'm right across the street. So yeah, you hear that, James? There. Right across the street. Right James. across the street, James, bro. Um, Gigi says Bartlett voice. What's next? Oh, uh, ain't too proud. Ain't too proud. Ain't too proud. And what are your favorite? I'm gonna uh, use your word favorite. What are your favorite cereals to eat when you're playing Aaron Burr on tour? And what's the best Disney Park food? Oh boy, um, you gotta you gotta take the Disney Park food because you 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 have had like myriads of Disney Park food. If you go to Disney World during the Food and Wine Festival, yep. wow. um, and you go to Epcot, the food there is absolutely fantastic because it's it's actual chefs from all over America. Did you enjoy? And, you know, sorry to cut you off. Oh the, no, the world actually yeah. uh, presenting their food. What were you going to say? Did you enjoy Tiffins at Animal Kingdom? I did enjoy Tiffins. I like their oh, fish. Animal Kingdom. Yep. I like I like their fish. Yep. But th- in my opinion, the best Disney park food it's always going to be California. The, mm. the the laws of just how food is grown is yep. different in California than it is from Florida. So we're saying Disneyland, not Disney World. Yes. yes yeah. Any, in any park, I definitely recommend the food in Disneyland. It is more fresh, more vibrant, absolutely delicious. And what... Um, the, the restaurant we went to uh, during the day that time... Jungle Scooper Canteen? No, the, the, the big one when we were sitting around with all the people... Oh God! Uh, oh, it was. <laughs> What's this place called? They had, uh, wait, 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 they had amazing it's, uh, it's, 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 duck meatballs. Oh Whoa! It's gonna. It's gonna. For Disney? You would yeah, not Disney. expect it's that. The, in you the wouldn't. Park. It's it's the um, one with all the like the Shirley Temple posters. It starts with a C. I have to, I, I have to look it up. Oh God! I. It's, oh, I'm gonna kill myself. That. Uh, Carthay Circle. Carthay Circle. Yeah, Carthay Circle is absolutely delicious. Really, really Carthay good food. Circle. Yeah, it's it's and it's and it's amazing because it's set up like an old 1930s restaurant. Oh, it's so great. cute. The food is great. Gorgeous. And then Disney World Food and Wine Festival. You just yeah. you have to do it. It's amazing. Yeah. Fill that passport and live your dream. Also nice. Hollywood Brown Derby and in, in, in World had some good food. Oh mm. yeah. Oh yeah. The Cobb Salad. That place yep, is delicious. Cobb Salad. Yep. Ooh, There's a and, Kirby enthusiasm mm, episode yep, about it. Yep. yep. <laughs> really? Yeah, this guy falsely claims that his grandfather invented the Cobb's salad. And Bob Cobb. And it bothers Larry so much that he like has his assistant like do all this research into I it. it. <laughs> really? And he was like, it wasn't he like it was like a big like cathartic moment for him. He was like, You're full of shit. It was invented at the Brown Derby in Hollywood. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Bob oh Cobb. my god. But cereal. Cereal. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch hands down in spite of the mouth cuts in, yeah. that it is still it is the <laughs> best so i did you did i ever tell you this that i figured out a, that if i left if i got so between after reynolds pamphlet and before uh i remember reading this Here, here's what i don't oh want to know Nick. okay i do not want to know a strategy or something you figured out when it comes to you and cereal <laughs> what, what what did you what you could like run upstairs have a quick pound a quick bowl of cereal come right back downstairs and enter stage sarah left. i'm gonna tell you something that's exactly what i figured out how do so you <laughs> during burn during during so you if you get changed in your dressing room stop this you have time <laughs> to go and have a bowl of Captain Crunch, and then run, but like a quick bowl. It's gotta quick. be. It's gotta be like you gotta pour it, milk in, eat it, 
and then you go back. And Joseph and me were going to do it together. That seems very dangerous. It was so dangerous. I agree. Risky, I agree. Well, you're very risky. The thing, the thing that I will say, the Burr and Hamilton dressing rooms are usually right next to the stage. Yes, so it's not that's like, true. It's not like you're that far away, generally, in in these touring houses. Um, but, yes. Sharing a home with somebody who is so obsessed <laughs> with cereal, it, it just has its... I haven't its, bought cereal in so long, It just though. has its drawbacks. First of all... <laughs> There are crumbs of cereal everywhere because they're small items that are crunchy, right? You have to add the milk to make it small, what have Mm -hmm. you. It's just there are always cereal crumbs everywhere in our home. It's gotten better. He has transitioned to oatmeal. Oatmeal. But there there are often oatmeal crumbs everywhere. Also, there's... Like before it gets oatmeal-y, like when it's just the dry... It's just... just, He's kind of a messy person in general-ish. So like there's always crumbs all over the counter. Also, opening cereal boxes, there's the paper sound and then there's the plastic sound yeah, it's usually in the, the morning the spoon yeah. hitting the bowl yeah there's a lot of sounds yep <laughs> <laughs> and then how do you keep it fresh? You got to get one of those cereal boxes from forgetting. Yeah, the, yes. yeah, we. You know what we used, we used to, to do, be, do that because he used to have. There were so many cereal boxes in our home. Oh, I used. To, I was just oh, like, yeah. you know what we can do? Let's go ahead and get those little airtight containers that look <laughs> so nice. Good. We right. can organize it on top of the fridge. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I. But you know what? It's true. Like straight up, I don't. I. I I've. I've pretty much quit cereal. Be, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Like. Ain't Too Proud is is physically the most demanding show I've ever done in my life. Wow. And so like I I it's it's just like not that I'm not uh, obviously I'm having a drink now like days off I will eat whatever I want to eat and everything in moderation but like I really am trying to eat a lot healthier just because like my body needs it to do the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz I again I never leave the stage and I I never stop talking and never stop dancing. So like cereal is not going to give me the like the proper <laughs> Still like, what have I have a follow up about the cereal. So when you are having your cereal, uh, is it crunch berries or no? <laughs> no, I don't like I don't like crunch berries. What about peanut butter? No, it's what's got, a crunch berry? You never crunch berries? Uh-uh, I never heard it's of that. Like the part, it's like oh, a part man. of certain variations of Captain Crunch have little berry crunch berries. Oh, word! Yeah. It's like these little yeah, these little blue and red and purple balls of. And they're not I mean, they're the furthest thing from berries. Like they're, <laughs> they're just not berries at all. No, it's just like, yeah, artificial <laughs> berry flavors though. But yeah, yeah it's, it's just word, straight, cap, word. straight cap and crunch. We good with the cereal? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you don't like pe- I like I like all three. I mean, I like I peanut butter. Love them. She yeah. she tried to tactfully move on I from tried. cereal. Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. We're good. We, we have pages and pages and pages. Oh of no, questions. let's do it. Um. Alicia says so many freaking questions. Aww. First and foremost, now that you and a few of your fellow members have left ham, will the fuckery abound? Absolutely. Yes. Can't stop. Covered that. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, are you and Fergie working on something? In terms of? I don't know. That's all she said. Are you and Fergie working on something? Um, we, You know what? So me, Fergie, and Daniel Gaiman have, we did the best thing that I've, I, that I've done with those boys. We did a writer's retreat in Boston. We all, all three of us are, are writers outside of, uh, outside of acting. And we took uh, a week in Boston and just put, put myself and him and, and Daniel in, in, uh, in an apartment. And we just wrote, yeah, we would write for eight hours a day. And then we'd go out to a bar and write, uh-huh. come back and like read what we wrote. And it was, it was some of the best writing that we've all done. And so that, that, that will continue like this just the the writing and stuff i would also just love to perform with fergie again fergie is it's i always it's always crazy to me because he's and i'm not i don't mean this in a kind of saying way he's so young but he is so freaking talented and mature and 
again, he's going to kill me when he hears that I've said this, but he has such a amazing career ahead yeah. of him. Yeah. Like I, I, you just, it's when you meet, it's like the same way I felt when I met Michael Lavoie and you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah that, that, I mean, that's... that kid's gonna, it's the same thing. I'm just yeah. like, you don't even know where your life is about to take you, bro. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited to be a big brother and be, and be able to watch his star just like, because yeah. it's, it's not going to stop for him. It's not oh, going to stop. I love that. Yeah. Um, also, what is your opinion on The Mandalorian? No spoilers, please. I no haven't spo- started yeah, watching Sarah has not watched it. It's, yeah. It is brilliant. I will say that. You it's, love it. Love it. Okay. Love it. Ellen is asking, since you're such a prankster, I'd like to know about the best prank you weren't a part, you weren't a part of playing that you've ever seen or heard about. Like, in, I think this is in life. This isn't just ham related. Um, there's, a cu- there's a couple good ones. So uh, I was doing Miss Saigon in Ogunquit. Uh, at the Ogunquit Playhouse, and my Kim was Jennifer Paz, who, if you are a cartoon person at all, she now plays uh, Lapis Lazuli on Steven Universe, and she is an amazing actor. She's also a complete clown, <laughs> and was just messing around, like... So, like, the things that, you know, the, if you've ever seen Miss Saigon, it's this beautiful show, emotional show, and for the whoever's playing Kim, it is, like, a, an arduous journey into hell. Like, every night. It's just, you know, crazy. She would, with the guy who's playing Chris, who's my friend Greg, she would do some of the worst things to him. Like, they'd, like, they'd like at the end, like, the middle of Act 1 is, like, them embracing and, like, this lovely, like, embrace, and, like, we're gonna be together forever, but they're not. <laughs> and she would do things, like fucking burp in his ear <gasps> sure like or like lick like lick the side of his face like it was like horrible things and <laughs> that's amazing and then i will say like one th- the prank that was done to me during miss saigon that was beautiful was so i was playing john and john starts if you know that show he starts act two with the with the song we which is like this beautiful you know um ballad about you know the lost children of, of, the, of the war and all this stuff and john comes out to a podium and it's like the, you know the first thing of act two and they all took pick, like the cast it was Greg. There's also some people in it who like who like gone on to bigger things, and I won't name their names because they'll be so mad at me. Uh, but they took pictures of themselves completely nude, like we're talking like everything hanging out, and just plastered them on the podium. <gasps> so I came out to start the song, and I was like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like the music save just, the children save the children <laughs> um but i will say the other the the one of the best pranks that i've ever seen that had nothing to do with theater was in my high school my the senior prank two years above me they went into the auditorium and the, all the auditorium chairs were were um it was like it was about 300 chairs and they were all or 500 chairs all nailed in they came in in one night turned every chair backwards and re-nailed it in one night and re-nailed it re-nailed it and these were like specialty nails like you had to actually have like the the, the mach- whatever the the screw was to like get them out they did every single chair and wow. they, they couldn't fi- and in one night they could not figure out how they did that because like the crew came in at like 6 a.m so like it had to be they probably only had a window of like two hours they did it it was kind of brilliant wow that's like some friday night lights yep. you know yeah. rivalry kind that's of stuff. exactly Absolutely. what it was exactly yeah. what it was Susan Marie is asking, what's something about being on tour that is interesting to you that fans might not ask about? How do you keep yourself grounded on such a long tour experience where home keeps changing? Again, I'm not trying to to blow smoke, but my wife, my wife hmm. is a huge part of that. 
Um, shut your mouth. Shut your shut your damn shut fire your mouth. Damn mouth. <laughs> um, no, uh, having some ha- just recognizing that like it's a job, yeah. and we've talked about this before. Like that the thing the recognizing that this is this is your nine to five, and you are so fortunate to have this nine to five, but like. This is something that need that needs to be put away at the end of the day. Right. That you that you should not bring home with you. That you should work your ass off when you're there, and then you come home, and then you whatever you need to do to decompress. You talk to your family, you connect with yourself, and you go to bed. And I think that's that's definitely was the thing that that helped me. Um, things that people might not know to ask, like <laughs> uh, I think that people. People might not know, and the person to ask about this, and he'll never tell you anything, is Marcus Choi. The the amount of wild, like how wild it gets on tour, how crazy it gets on tour, that is something that somebody should ask. And don't ask me, because I wasn't there for it. But I would ask Marcus Choi, like, hey, Marcus, what's your wildest night on tour? Oh, All my right. God. Yeah, I would All right, Marcus. Marcus Choi. Let's do this. You've been called out, bro. Yeah. Called let's out. Let's do this. So, ask him. Um, Kelly wants to know, do you have a favorite tour pup? I love both Dax and Diesel, but it's Dax. Dax. Absolutely Dax. Yeah. Black Lab. Sweet. Kim wants to know what your what is your favorite part of being home? Being with Sarah. Yeah. And she's asking, what was something that you missed while on the road that you didn't expect you would miss? Ooh. Honestly, you know, I, I, this is going to sound so stupid, but like it's little things. Mm. There's a there's a place right down the street from us that ha- that makes this amazing uh turkey uh actually no i'm gonna say that the rap i'm gonna say um the freaking the blt that blt from oh, at brooklyn bagel at, no a story, a oh story at, at beer, beer and, and cheese. cheese oh there's a blt that they use this amazing like it's like pork cheek bake it's, yeah they use they use the cheek of the pig it's 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 a delicious blt it's wow. so good and it's and it's like and it's one of the things like that summer is like me and Sarah, that, that's like a date night for us yeah. like we go there and like a little outdoor situation yeah, going nice. on in the back it's very cute Sit with right. a beer and there'd be like summers where like you know i was you know i spent the summer in like i think it was like dallas or i forget where we were this summer and I'd just be like, God, you know, what? I could really just like a beer and yeah. like a, like a good BLT from that place, and just realizing that, like, oh yeah, like you can't, like you can't. you're you're out by yourself. Yeah, crispy bacon or chewy? Chewy. Chewy. It is chewy. Yeah, I prefer chewy as well. Yeah. And and the BLT is chewy. Um. All right, we're going we're we're going back into Hamilton. Jody wants to know now that you've left the tour, are you going to take over the role of Lafayette Jefferson on Broadway? Hashtag no more jobs for James. Yikes, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> No, I. <laughs> that would be that would be so ridiculous. Funny. <laughs> it would be ridiculous. That would be hilarious. Uh, truth be so, this this was tied up in a broom closet somewhere. <laughs> so yeah. here's so here's something here's something interesting. You know, I will. Don't give him any ideas. But by, by the time this comes out, I will be able to say this. Uh, so I can't I can't tell you who's going to take it. But there there was a time when I was actually going to come back to Hamilton Broadway. Really? I was going to come. I was going to come back as the standby for for Burr. Washington, Molly Madison, I think, Pot and, and Lafayette Jefferson. Really? Um, yeah, because that's so, because, because, so, so this, and this is just, this is again a testament to these, like, this team specifically. They take, they have taken such good care of me, and I, and I, I can never, and I, I said that in, in the letter I wrote to them, like, I can never repay them for how kind they've been to me. And, or like, about a year in the conversation started like i love guys i love the tour i love this role i gotta get home like i i it's it's not i i will do it i will do it on the road and like i'm fine on the road but like i really would like to get home Mm. and 
any uh, so like they didn't have to do anything about that right but they were always it was always in the back of their mind and they would and tommy would come and check in like hey how you feeling out here like how's you know how's things like you feeling still and so what came up was like look you know bird's not going to open up for a while but like but like not for nothing but i think we'll have we might have a standby position available is that something you want to look into and i thought about it and i was like you know what honestly to still be around the show and to like have time to write yeah and just like like sit and write and like go on sometimes be fine that would be that would have been i would have been fine with that um so i was i was completely down to do i was gonna i was gonna play loft jeff for a little bit wow um but then ain't too proud came through and it was just kind of the thing where it's like you know it's 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 the lead role in this in this new show i you know i gotta i'm very fortunate to say i have to go and take this yeah Mm. um but i but the the fact that they would even try to make a space for me back in, in Broadway company was really meant the world to me. Yeah. Meant the world to me. Paul is asking, Nick, what are the parallels between Ham, the skit, and the story, and Star Wars awaiting for the fuckery to begin? Oh my God. <laughs> what an interesting question. Uh, the parallels between Hamilton and Star Wars, I, there are, you know what? Themes of, certainly themes of friendship. Friendship, yeah. Legacy. Yeah what story you're leaving behind mm-hmm. what power does to people what power yes, definitely yes, what power uh, does to people definitely power does to people and certainly a story you know i th- i mean because I mean, they, they both take place during wars they do kylo ren definitely has some burr in him certainly has some burr in him the idea both of revolutions yeah yeah the idea mm-hmm. the idea of someone who's kind of left in, you know left in a in a in a place feeling like they aren't appreciated aren't taking care you know um yeah there's definitely a lot that's a great question there's yeah. a lot of, a lot of them jay says i was lucky enough to see your birth several times and each performance was unique and different i'd love to know what would influence each performance was it difficult to go to such an insane and dark place and was it hard to come <laughs> back from i've 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 reconciled with the fact that like i have a lot of like i have i have a dark i have a darkness like not not like an actual darkness as a person but like as an artist i certainly have a Mm. darkness and i love i love exploring that yeah so that was actually not hard it was tiring it was not hard um it would change depending on the hamilton that was the biggest thing yeah definitely depending on i because if if it's a different you know nick sanchez is playing a completely different hamilton than joseph who's playing a completely different hamilton than pierre Mm -hmm. um who's playing a completely different hamilton than julius so like having any of those guys on um would always change it um, he's also asking from food and drink to places to all sorts of nerd dums. Have you ever considered having your ov- your own podcast to discuss any of these loves? Yes. Let's talk about it. Uh, so me and my buddy Alex, uh, we started a podcast back when we were like babies called Little Justice before before podcasts were even like had even taken off as a thing, and it never it was a we're we're both movie nerds, so it's going to be a movie review podcast, and it never quite we just never quite committed to it, and then recently we've both just been like yo why are we not doing this and so we we're, we're getting back on it so we've actually we've been recording episodes um and every episode we just we talk about uh a different theme and like pick movies that we think best fit that theme and like if you think i'm sardonic and crazy like he's sardonic and crazier um and so the two of us on on air together should provide for a lot of a lot of really upset people what's it called Oh, little justice. What were you gonna say? I was, oh. gonna, I was gonna advise 
the the fans to wear helmets yeah when they listen to the podcast. Jesus. yeah we're we're two we're assholes we are two assholles do we, talking about movies do we have a release date um yep yeah, so so right now uh we're trying we're the hope is to do it um to align it with when i premiere in ain't too proud oh so that would be the, the first scene to come out uh late february so hopefully it's out while people are listening while to people this. Are listening to this fun so, yeah. so, go yeah. listen to it yeah subscribe to justice. it yeah the link will be on my bio by that point great so yeah well let me know if i can help in any way you're so kind i'm happy to do so thank you um cassie says who gave you permission to be the sassiest burr in the mother effing world uh tommy great uh she goes but legit where did your inspiration come from as you develop the character the madness that builds in your eyes which i saw through binoculars from balcony row m at the broward center in fort lauderdale adds a whole new level to the role that can never be expressed simply through vocals Aww. how'd you do that uh binoculars. I w- a lot that's serious that's, serious. that's serious. intense thank you I love, it. I love it uh i watched honestly like the fur the fur the sass honestly comes from watching robert town jr's iron man I swear to God, oh. that was that was like that was like my first thought. I was like, oh my God, that just because what is a person who is that successful? Like you know, he comes in, you know, you're Princeton, you're you're this, you're that, you 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 made this name for yourself. It just occurred to me like that that person who is you know is that full of them or who's who's accomplished that much. Like yes, there is a there is something to be said about somebody who who said who doesn't say any more than they need to, who's quiet and reserved. But like also with you know you can still say a lot of things and say nothing mm-hmm. and i think that's more the burr that i always liked was like a burr who's just like yeah i i'm gonna i'm gonna the, my way of keeping you off your guard in terms of who i am is like i'm, I'm gonna joke with you i'm gonna poke funny but yeah. like you're never gonna know who i am right i i can i can keep you at a distance you know and that and it, that you're able to see the the, the like the, the discovery that i made that you know i made so late in the game was allowing him to admire Hamilton. Mm. That was something that I didn't come in with in the beginning. And that really enabled the kind of the burning passion as it rose throughout the show. Because especially in Wait For It, you know, when he, get, when he has that line about, you know, Ham, uh, Hamilton doesn't hesitate, uh, you know, all that stuff. Hamilton doesn't hesitate. He exhibits no restraint. Takes and he takes and he takes and he keeps winning anyway. Changes the game, plays and he raises the stakes. And if there's a reason he seems to thrive and so few survive, then goddammit, I'm willing to wait for it. I'm willing to wait for it. Life doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes. And we give it anyway. We rise and we fall. And we fall. And if there's a reason I'm still alive and so many have died, then I'm willing to. the idea that for one moment you could just allow yourself to admire the fact that this man is doing amazing things yeah and that that was enough then to fuel you to that place of oh my god i just want to kill this guy by the end of it um and then regret it yeah yeah oh my god your weight i can't even think about it it was so heartbreaking nick Mm -hmm. thank you oh my god very kind very kind uh courtney's saying nick was my first burr when i saw the show in kansas city her his performance was so incredibly powerful but had so much attitude i was obsessed with it this is very long-winded way that's not long-winded at all courtney this is a very long-winded way of asking this what was your favorite part of your hamilton experience and now that the run is over what is your dream show to be in the people the people were my favorite part uh like i said kyle 
Fergie, everyone that I, you know, all the friends that I made, and I know that's cliche. Dream show, honestly, I uh, a show of my a show that I write. Yeah. That's that's my dream. I, I you know I I want to do a show with my words, and that's and 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 honestly, I I know what a what a privileged position that is to be able to say that because people, you know, it is the fact that I got to play this character who is such an amazing character and one of you know at this point one of the best known characters Mm -hmm. in like it's it's i don't take that lightly so it's not that i'm ungrateful but i i just i want i want to speak my own words of course and that's that's yeah yeah absolutely um michelle says give us your real ham stats how many pranks pulled how many buttons lost what was the closest you ever cut it to not making it to places on time i made it to places on time sometimes they have to hold places for me (gasps) nick sometimes they have to hold because like you say the word cereal it wasn't cereal it wasn't cereal (laughs) it wasn't cereal it was no it wasn't cereal (laughs) it was it was it was that in some buildings you couldn't hear places so like so they'd have to. But call everyone twice. else heard places. No, no, okay. people would, people would. But I will say Portland, Portland. I came on without a microphone. <gasps> my first. That was my second night. I came on because I was like, I was like getting dressed. I was like ready. I was like, okay, I'm back. I'm in it. I came on and started dun 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 dun. dun. I start speaking. There's no sound. And I was like, oh, there's. I don't have a microphone on. So wh- how? So I spoke into Joseph's head mic. And the audience applauded because they could finally hear me. <gasps> and then by when we when I said fools run their mouths off, wind up dead. JP comes on like, ladies and gentlemen, we have to start like like it's a no. Disney ride. I was like, yikes! Wow, yikes! Wow, <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, and that was it's it's on you to put on your own mic. Yeah, well, for well, no, they to be fair, they there's uh the sound team comes around and checks in. I had told them back in Seattle, like, I'm good. You don't have to check in on me. Oh, boy. Uh, but obviously they do because <laughs> because I did not put my mic on yeah. at that performance. Betty's asking, have you ever played a prank on Lynn? If so, no. spill the tea. My God. Are you insane? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like, I like my life and my job. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my boss. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jamie says, Nick was my one and only burr. I was at the opening night in Austin and was at the stage door in my Patreon peeps shirt mm. and sent them Tiff's treats and cookies for yes. opening yes she says the Hamilcast. oh no she says the Hamilcast has helped me to instead of only seeing one person or original broadway cast member as a character to want to experience everyone and everything yes that's what we were saying she says my one real wish is to have seen and heard nick sing one last time as washington especially after seeing hashtag nikki burser i know that has to be amazing is there a recording of it somewhere not that i know of legally yeah but i'm sure you can find something if yeah. you scour the dark webs the only downside of loving everything and everyone is that you want to hear it again all mm-hmm. the time and you can't mm-hmm. like that's really the only downside to falling in love with someone's portrayal of something is that like and the beautiful part is that it that it existed in that room and that's it yeah, yeah. you know yeah yeah totally. um Terrell is saying, are there any small details or nuances that you personally brought to the role of Burr over the years that you're particularly proud of? The the, the sass, certainly yeah. the sass. And um, some so many people like said that it's like a Disney villain. I didn't try to make him like a Disney villain, but like I do, I do like the idea that like we can push him to a little bit of insanity, a little bit of like maniacalness. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I did like that. We that talked was... about this in Vegas a little bit. Yeah, we talked about this. I we had never seen a Burr that that pleaded with the audience at the end pleaded like like don't hate me yeah that was like you were really making the case like like the lawyer that you are yeah and that was something that that we hadn't seen yeah Yeah, the idea of like 
explaining like i had a i swear i had a reason for this i promise Mm -hmm. you yeah and it'll take you two and a half hours but i'll 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 show you i'll show you there was there was a there was a reason why i did what i did yeah Yeah. in my head this makes total sense to me and i'm gonna explain why and please forgive me (laughs) yeah yeah oh my god oh my god Zoe says, what was the hardest part to learn or do on a nightly basis? And then she says, also not a question, but he was my first burr. I loved his take on it. I cried basically the entire time oh. in Indy at his last show. Your last oh. show in Indy. Uh, the, the end of the show, because the end of the show, uh, everyone else kind of gets to have their big moment at the beginning of the show. And Burr has a mo- He has, wait for it, but you have to basically do right-hand man three hours into the show. Mm-hmm. With the final duel, so yeah. like you, you have to do the sh- you have to do it just like everyone else. But your but your big moment is coming way after ever- most people have like packed up and gone home, or like at least you know standing on surround doing like Andy's kind of point choreography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you still have to give something else. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's true for both Hamilton and Burr mm-hmm. to some extent. Like you have to just go there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Betty says, ask him what he thought when I yelled his name from a parking lot in Memphis so I could catch him to give him the Batman backpack. Did it freak you out no <laughs> you could say you could say no like it was it was like yeah i do remember that and it was it was just very strange so it was you like, were walking in like yeah a picture for us because I, I was walking i was just walking walking out of the theater and so she was like nick i was like oh hello dax <laughs> hello no hello is he good thank you and but it was a very sweet it was a very sweet gesture so <laughs> thank yeah, you yeah batman for backpack my goodness it's that. right up your alley very, yes i love and i still have it I still have it. Chris wants to know, what is your favorite whiskey or bourbon? Woodford. Woodford Reserve. Yep. What did you take from JMI's dressing room, the the TP debacle of 2018 or was it 2019? 2018, I'll never tell. Okay. Uh, did you find your shoe and where was it? <sighs> my shoe um, was in, uh, somebody had stolen it and put it in my dressing room by order of James. By order of James. Yeah. Lisa just wants to thank you for recommending The Watchmen. Oh, yay. Sarah. She loved it. Gotta watch it. We haven't watched it either. Is it like, is it it's as amazing as everyone says? so amazing. Okay, great. What, Joel wants to know, what was the first Batman comic you bought? It was right after Batman and, Batman Forever came out and it was a movie adaptation. Uh, it was an adaptation of the Batman Forever, of Batman Forever the movie mm-hmm. that they just like was a special release. I was just obsessed with Robin. So I bought that comic to like, just have it. I yeah. was like the first one and then it just, just ballooned from there the yeah. Chris O'Donnell Robin I love Chris O'Donnell Chris Robin Chris O'Donnell I'm, Robin remember <clears throat> I had that action figure I'm the only really? one yeah oh my god I love him I love that his hands I, were in fists and he had the <sighs> little cape cool. yeah. holy rusted metal Batman <laughs> oh my god I'm sorry <laughs> yeah they just dropped that in as like a, a quick shout out to the so 60s uh-huh. TV show they, they did that a little bit right like there were little winks right? they were de- there was a lot of winks there's also <laughs> bat nipples and yeah that was that was a whole thing. That was a whole thing. Um, but still with the superhero stuff, Abby, Kathy, Andrea, they're all asking about uh, Marvel and, and superhero stuff. So Abby's saying, with which Marvel character do you identify the most? I'm a Marvel nut and was floored when I saw the video of the pit playing the Avengers theme mm. during your final bow. That was very sweet. That was yes. very sweet of them. Um, yeah, who do you identify with the most? Wow. I'm probably somewhere between, uh, honestly, a Doctor Strange and a Tony Stark. 
that's that's probably right where I sit. Is that the same? Kathy's saying if you could be part of a Marvel or DC film, who would you like to play? Is that the same? Who you identify no, as? No, I'd want I'd want to play. Um, who would I want to play in a Marvel or DC? In, if it was a DC, oh, Nightwing, Nightwing, yeah. in a heartbeat, heartbeat. Uh, yeah. a- Andrew's asking, how, like, what's your story with Disney and Marvel? When did your fandom begin? <laughs> When I was a kid, yeah. I, uh, Marvel, Marvel, you know, I, I grew up with those comics, and 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 I and I put them down for a long time. Yeah. And then when the movies started to come up, I started to pick them up again. Like I was like, okay, let me let me reinvest, and like it just, the stories are just so great, and they're so wild and crazy, and like, and also like again, you know, I was I was reading these comics when like it wasn't cool to read these comics. Mm-hmm. So like these were like for so long like these were like my friends you know and yeah. like and like i knew these characters intimately and like it just i mean that's that's what they're banking on too is like the nostalgia of of those of us who grew up with this like remembering what it was like to like like literally seeing seeing the end of avengers endgame for me that was like a splash page that i would see in the comic was like mm-hmm. you know the the whole hero like all the heroes lined up just charging towards something that was like an image that i never it was the same the only time i've ever had that same feeling and this is gonna sound crazy but when i saw spider-man turn off the dark mm-hmm. and that that show had its problems it has problems but the end of act one was a battle between green goblin and spider-man and the idea that you would just see spider-man swing out and land on green goblin and fly around a theater i literally sat there like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen yeah Mm. because it was that's that it just meant so much to me to see that tangibly Mm -hmm. and that that's what i love about endgame was like they they took something that was in that was a story that we all cared about and stretched it out and made us care about all these characters and gave us an ending and i'm sorry Robert Downey Jr.'s work in all of those movies, but especially in Endgame, is incredible. He was fantastic. He's fantastic. He's so good. You want to get mad? We haven't seen a single one of them. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. I want to watch yes. Iron Man tonight. I'm just overwhelmed. Like I just I want to like do it right and like start. Yeah. yeah, Carl. Yeah, Carl Queensborough was saying that you there's a certain order and it's not chron- it's not no in it's not the order in which they came yeah. out. There's like a certain mm-hmm. story. There's order. a good list that you can mm-hmm. find. Yeah, online. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess having said that. I love the overwhelmed feeling of being in a comic book store. Yeah. Mm. And just be like having like shelves and stuff to just go There's through. There's one a couple blocks away that's like really small. And even like great. Barnes & Noble now has a good comic section. Oh, usually good. with big like collections. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And, it, yeah. and, and honestly, like I got, you know what, because when I was watching the Harry Potter movies when I was, when I was you know, recovering, <laughs> and I honestly got this, I, I, it was a similar feeling because you just, by the end of this journey, you've just been on this journey with these people. Right. And especially because the writing in the, Mar- in the MCU is so good, you have seen these characters grow and the way that they end in this final movie, if you've been paying attention, is a complete arc. Mm-hmm. Like it, They have really paid attention to who these people are and you've seen them grow and become these... These these very still flawed but like beautiful heroes. Yeah, and it's like it just. It, I, I literally. I I will watch. Sarah can tell you. I will watch the End Game final battle. I will just cry. Oh, like, just <laughs> I'm such a. Oh my god. I'm, you it. know I love getting invested in in yeah. series and characters and stuff. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
We can do it. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna get to like Disney and and questions yeah, yeah. for Sarah and all this stuff, but we're gonna shift gears just a, a little bit. Yeah, here. yeah. Diana is asking Nick, you are you are a teacher online about the dangers of being a black man in America. Mm. Have you read Carvin's book or heard his EP? She's oh, asking. Oh, well, yeah. Carvin's is a genius, and I have not yeah. read his. Carvin's. Hey, Carvin's, hey, we Carvin's. love you, buddy. Yeah, I have not read his book yet. But Target practice. Target practice. I'll, I'll link yes. it in the thing. It's excellent. We we it, yeah. went to one of his performances. But he no Carvin's is. Carvin's is, I mean, I, as someone who, who knows his poetry and knows, right. I mean, he is the truth, the light, and the way. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So she says, do you have any suggestions of books or podcasts where people we should follow so Ooh. we can learn more about racism in America? Henry Louis Gates, PBS. Yeah. Yep. And he, he does he does amazing anthology series on the history of African Americans in this country, starting from you know where we came from in Africa and how yeah. that all happened so I think in order to under and I'm sorry to, no, no, to no, no, answer no, no, this no. question Please, no, I'm, this I'm, I'm answering what it's like to be a black man in America no, I'm a biracial a woman, woman yeah. in America yeah um but Henry Louis Gates Jr. He does a lot of wonderful work on PBS. Very educational stuff to understand the history of what you know we've gone through, and that's that's essential. Yeah, the autobiography of Mac- Malcolm X is the one that, that that's that always comes to mind. That's just it's such a brilliant look at. I mean, and what's great about it is because it's 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 it is one man's story, mm-hmm. but through that you understand so much of what the anger is and what the and and what the healing is as well. Um, but I, th- I mean, honestly, anything you can get your hands on to, ju- I mean, it, it, you just, it's, it's, it, it James Baldwin's essays yes. are fantastic. Oh my fantastic. God. I'm, yes, I'm not your Negro. And granted they're, 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 because he has a lot of fiction that he wrote and a lot of beautiful poetry, but he has a series of, uh, quite personal essays that really, really reflect what it was like to be a black man during that time, which I, you know, I would like to say is much different than it is today, but it isn't. When they see us watch yeah. when they see us mm. oh god but like and, and just and also understand that it's not just a black and white issue it's it's the the issue of race in america is america that is who we are we are we are a nation that is comprised of several different cultures and several different peoples and tribalism is very real and the need to feel protected is very real and these are very it, it, like it's it, it's not it's 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 very easy to understand the problem is how do you work around it how do you be mindful enough to work through it and especially you you have to recognize that there is a history of oppression in this country and that's just that's just the truth and like that's it's not like a debatable fact it is right it is it's on a wikipedia page like you you just have to you have to reconcile with that so great thank you for asking that question she actually has a little bit more to say oh please she says um did you ever hear this might have some need some explanation from you but she said did you ever hear if your family was at that plantation you visited while on tour she says she she says she can't remember where it was Uh, uh it was in north carolina yeah, it was in North Carolina, um, the St- Stagville. They were not a Stagville. Okay, but uh, but we are getting close to finding out where because they were in North Carolina. Wow, um, my family went through yep. North Carolina as well. Yep. I need to reach out to that person to see if if my family went through Stagville. Yep, because St- Stagville. So what we learned was that Stagville was like it because it was. I mean, there was the plantation, but it stretched for like acres and acres yeah and huge acres. huge so like, they, t- they took over other yeah uh, like bought other plantations out so like a l- i think most slaves or a, or a large percentage of slaves who came through north carolina came went, through there came through Stagville. Wow. yeah 
Yeah. So you know, we did, they did not find Caesar. Um, Caesar Jones was his name, um, but he. But we did find we we found a record of him, but it wasn't his first plantation. He was a blacksmith, so we know that. Okay. We just don't know where he where he was in North Carolina, but uh, yeah. Yeah, she says. Um, just one last thing. She says there are are there other places of interest you saw on tour that we should see? And she said, thanks again for going to the Negro League Baseball Museum oh, in Kansas City. And she said, you you mentioned her online. So yeah. she's thanking you for that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Negro, that, that that museum and the Jazz Museum. I, mm. I texted you about that. Yeah. Gorgeous museums. Kansas City. Kansas City. I wish I could have. Kansas City. I didn't make Count it to Basie. that city. I mean, yep. Yeah. Kansas City Jazz was a huge... Uh, turning point in the big band era oh yeah and they, and they cover that and speak speaking of kansas city right outside of kansas city hannibal missouri which is mark twain's birthplace that is another place that is gorgeous and i i grew up re, tom sawyer to this day is one of my and huck finn those are two of my favorite books and i i dragged fergie and kyle over to hannibal <laughs> on a day off and like but it's it's amazing because tom sawyer I love any writer who's not afraid. I mean, you can't help but put your the way that you grew up in your in your writing. Whoever you are, it's going to come out. Like the way who you are is going to be in your writing. But with Mark Twain specifically, he literally just took his childhood and gave them other names. So like Huck Finn, he had a friend who mm. was his Huck Finn. He just didn't call him Huck Finn, but like all those houses are preserved. So you go to Hannibal and like literally if you know the book, the white fence is there. Tom was Mark Twain. That wow. was his house. Wow. Judge Thatcher was like was was another was Judge Clemens, and that was his house. And like you can literally walk these streets. And were they right on the river? Right on the because river. Because they're always traveling on the oh, river. Yes, like, yes, like, yes. Oh, I'll just grab a log. I'll grab it's the literally, it's constantly it's happening. It's kind of insane. You literally go and like there's the main street and then a block down is the river. And it and you I just sat there like, golly day, like this is this is it and it yeah it meant the world so Hannibal and, and they also have the caves the ca- I'll the say this caves? so the caves so if you know the book Tom and Becky get lost in the caves and it's absolutely cr- not oh yeah it's crazy so me and, me and Kyle so scary it was so really? scary so oh me and God. Kyle and Fergie went to these caves of course and what was crazy was they were telling us stories about you know so these these this was back before internet before all, all this stuff obviously these kids that was their playground that's where they went to hang out was the caves but they would go with candlelight and they knew the the only way they survived was they knew the caves like the back of their hand but they were like we're going to show you what you know because the lights would go out and they'd like play tricks on each other and stuff but like they would also get lost in the caves like in the book and they were like we're going to show you what it was like to get lost because when you're you're at least i think it's like 200 300 feet underground wow. at the lowest point yeah and they turn off the lights in the cave. It, no. we, so me and Kyle, me and Kyle and Fergie literally hung on to each other, like clung to each other. They turned off the lights. You, when I say you could not see your hand in front of your face, I have never seen darkness that dark. Like you don't even know darkness that dark. It is one of the most terrifying things I've like I've ever experienced. And like they would tell like it, oh my god, the stories that they tell about these caves, like there's just so many Jesse James hung out there in his gang. Oh, and he he signed, he signed the wall. The wall in no way. pencil. I in think? pencil. So yeah. so people would sign so like like Mark Twain signed like they would either sign in smoke or in pencil. So like there's like dozens thousands of signatures of people who just come through. They told one story this there was a scientist I'm sorry to take over the story with uh, Mark Twain's caves <laughs> please. But they told one story that was fascinating to me the scientist 
scientist um, who lived in Hannibal, his daughter died, and he wanted to to kind of observe, I guess, the the decomposition of her body, and and it, you know, this is back in yeah. before we knew what that was. Sure. So he put it in the caves, and was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang it up, and I'm gonna you know wait. Didn't tell any of the townsfolk about it. The townsfolk close up the caves because kid had been getting lost. Then a bunch of kids break in and find this girl's dead body. No. Like just hanging in the caves and they get lost with this and like this, oh you mean God. like stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just like, you're sitting there thinking like, and like the caves are tiny. When I say like, they are the size of like, you have to squeeze through. So it's not like this is like an open cavern, like we're all playing around. Like this is like some scary, scary stuff. Also, wasn't there uh, like a really big drop oh, in the cave? Yeah. Cause like, so the kids, because it's so dark when they sneak in or like their candlelight went out yep. or like they would take like a hot date or something to try yep. to like impress <laughs> a girl. Like, didn't they have to get on feel all around. fours and feel around in front yep. of them? Because there's a spot in the cave where, where there is, off. where we're just completely completely drops off like yeah. a, like a practically a yeah. cliff and you can hear the water the only thing that lets you know is that the water is dripping oh my god and that's it it's just like a like a mine shaft like in justified nope. legit like mm. legit yeah justified like there's justified. like there's like places where you just just drop plummet. off yeah you got yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> hannibal missouri definitely definitely check it out if you got it if you got a day in missouri wow go check it out Yeah, so I tried to hide it, but that was me coughing. I was just getting over being sick. I was sick for like a month, and you can definitely hear it in my voice. I was hoping that I, that I wouldn't cough during the recording, but I did. And I have to say, the universe had my back in some way because the best I'd felt in that month was when Nick and Sarah came over. I was totally over it, but I just had this little scratch in my throat. So I'm sorry that you heard that. Anyway, that's not the point at all. Thank you so much for joining us on this double date. You are not fifth wheeling at all. Seriously, I'm happy to have you here. And I hope you're going to stick around because there's one more episode with Nick and Sarah next week. All right. What do we get into? I actually let me consult my notes here. We talk about. Um, oh, yeah. More questions from the Patreon peeps, obviously. Um, Disney tips. Lots of Disney tips. We talk about the show Justified and Walton Goggins because, of course, shockingly, we didn't talk about Timothy Oliphant at all, which is weird. I mean, they're both great. I'm just saying. Anyway, um, so Nick and Sarah talk a lot about like what motivates them to be good artists and just good humans, which is so lovely and beautiful and generous of them to share with us. Um, and we all we all talk about this like this working hard versus doing good work thing. It's a kind of, it's a really really great conversation. I wasn't expecting to have it, but I'm really really glad we did. I I got a lot out of it, so I hope you did too. And um, yeah, Nick is super generous with the Patreon peeps questions. Like it's probably the most questions that have been asked. Maybe I mean that's hard to say in 210 episodes but we get to a lot of questions and again you know we're all over the place so yeah i want to thank you all again so much for listening your enthusiasm for hamilton your enthusiasm for the podcast just the whole thing i'm grateful for you and i feel shy about it so i'm just gonna go i love you i'll talk to you guys so soon i'm g.pen is brought to you by my love of the thing TM and my complete lack of chill please join me in raising all the glasses to Sir Alex Lackamore for generously making my intro music and this custom Yorktown arrangement that I will never ever get over 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. To become a Patreon peep and get the chance to ask questions to guests, get tons of behind-the-scenes access, and join the best, kindest, and most welcoming corner of the internet, go to patreon.com slash thehamilcast. I love you guys. Thank you. Hashtag Team No Chill. I'm at The Hamilcast on all social media, and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Residuals is my web series with my husband, Mike, you know Mike, and can be found at theresiduals.tv. True Crime Obsessed is my true crime comedy podcast with my podcast soulmate and Broadway royalty, Patrick Hines of Theater People and Broadway Backstory fame. Thank you again so much for listening. It means the world to me. To the revolution! revolution!